0: Welcome to the Micah Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Micah's here, I'm here, and this is a special episode for the DC family, for the DC Rising family. It's been a tough season to say the least. We've seen our star player go down. We've seen our star player go down again, even when he was injured. So there have been a lot of talks on what exactly should the Wizards do? What's the plan going forward? So this is a podcast to basically dive into that and Let's have a conversation on what we want to see our team do for the next couple of years. So, Micah, I want to start with you on your initial thoughts on this season and what you've seen from the Wizards so far.
1: Coming into the season, I definitely, you know, I had my high hopes, as most Wizards fans probably did. I thought this was finally going to be the year where, you know, everything clicked since really that 2015 season, I would say, and maybe uh, 2016 as well. We were really a team that were always just in that that rut kind of we you know we made some great playoff wins and early on uh in the John Wall Bradley Bill I guess you could say Otto Porter era when we still had Nene and Martian Gortat we're kind of far from those days now uh really five years since the really that team was really the best so you got to think that it's time to really start seeing changes we saw that um players like Marquise Morris are not here anymore um I really think that the path that the Wizards are on it's not as bad as some people have made it seem um this year totally fell apart, obviously because John wall was well so he came in the season actually playing hurt, which was later discovered, but you know he wasn't necessarily himself um you know he had good statistical outputs uh did his normal John wall stuff because he is a great player, but there was something missing all the time, and you know it showed in the record you know those when we wins there was some a lot of really losses, and we got off to that bad foot um. Bradley Bill, luckily, he's been a revelation even saying that because he was an all star last year, he really took his game up. I think uh in the month of February he was averaged thirty points or something like that. So he's yeah, really 30 yeah, he's really came on. I really think that has to be the focus going forward. Um, Bradley Bill is the guy. When John Wall comes back, you know, I'm praying he goes through his surgery and everything. He um excuse me, uh hope everything is fine for him in this process, but I really hope Bradley Bill is the focal point and it seems like because we're only three games out, we might make the playoff push. Like, we, we really might make that playoff push. Um, is it necessarily good or bad? Ooh, I mean, who knows, really. Um, I really do feel like what if the Wizards make this playoff push, it's more or less good for everything else we need to do going forward. Um, if you can show you can win without John Wall, Bradley Bill can step up and really be that second star it might attract the third star to still come. If we, we sneak into the playoffs, we, heck, we're going to get an eighth seed. We're placing the best team in the East right now, but that's good for the Wiz that we're still on major television. We're still being seen and stuff like that. So I really think going this playoff push, going the playoff push way is the definitely uh, definitely what we should do. We're far from a lottery pick. Um, As far as as <clears throat> as far as, um you know off-season plans and stuff like that, I would like to see the Wizards make a splash and I've, you know, i kind of been clamoring for this. I know the fan base has kind of been clamoring for this, but I want to see KD. I want to see a third guy come in and really be the thing that pushes us over because I felt like every year the Wizards have been always thought to be one of the top five best teams in the East, but we just haven't been able to put it together. I really want to see that third guy come in and be the guy that pushes us above.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. For my analysis of this season so far, the Wizards obviously have been disappointing. With LeBron leaving the Eastern Conference, I think we all believed as Wizards fans that this was the year that we could sneak into the top two, the top three. Yes, the uh, Raptors were going to be great again. Yes, the Sixers were going to be good. We didn't know that they were going to add caliber talents like Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. And we didn't even think the Bucks were going to be the number one seed in the East. We thought that this was the year that the Wizards were born to be able to be that number two, three seed in the East and potentially finally make it to the Easter conference finals. Unfortunately, we found out that for the past three years, John Wall has been battling with an Achilles problem and he had to get that taken care of. We saw that in the beginning of the season, he wasn't himself. He wasn't at the same speed that he was at. He tried to work on his jumper. It just, nothing was really working. So I was happy that they opted to go get that surgery with him going to get the surgery. I thought that this season was definitely going to be a wasted season and we were going to go into the lottery, but Bradley bill, like you said, Micah stepped up took that next step is an all-star Absolutely. had one of the best February's, um, out of everybody in the NBA with scoring 30 points. We saw yesterday in their game against the Timberwolves, they had, uh, an amazing game with Sam Decker of all people going yeah, ahead no. and, and and producing for them. So it's been a lot of just hanging in there and they're not truly taking. like Ted Leonta said, the Wizards will never tank. So we're seeing them make that playoff push. And if they're going to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be a bottom five team in the league, I wanna see them make the playoffs because you're not really gonna get better just being in that middle spot. Be in the playoffs, maybe attract a decent free agent. Um, we're going to get into uh, specifically contracts, but they have right now only four players that are definitely going to be on the uh, books next year with Bradley Beal at 27 million, John Wall at 37 million, Yann at 15 million and Troy bound are a rookie at 3 million. Besides that, you have a Jabari Parker option for $20 million and you have Dwight Howard has a player option, which he'll probably opt into for um, $5 million. So, they do have an ability to go after a big star. And that's crazy to think about with the fact that John Wall with that massive contract, we're still able to attract one more big star. So this is going to be a very big and heavy class uh, for free agents. If the would just make that uh push that they are looking to do right now, there's a possibility that that they can get another superstar. I know you mentioned KD, Micah, but are there any other superstars that you'd be looking to like maybe a Chris Middleton, Middleton uh, DeMarcus Cousins, or anybody that's available this summer?
1: Um, now, I've always liked the idea, and I, I'll stick with the two people you just said, um, DeMarcus Cousins, because of the relationship he had with John Wall, Kentucky, of course. And it's always been that kind of thing of, you know, what if they actually play together in a league? I really think that's a a combination that would be a force to reckon with. Um, of course, John Wall is probably going to be out next year. Um, Parts of the next year, probably come back later in the season. I definitely think that the Wizards should go maybe a Chris Middleton route. Um, Somebody that is a proven scorer, um, you know, a really proven second piece on the Bucks right now that has finally been awarded an All-Star, but he's been doing this 20 points a game stuff for maybe like three years or so. He's really been the guy that's that like provided uh, consistent scoring while Giannis has done this thing. Um. Really, what I want to see from the Wizards, I want to see continuity. And maybe that's kind of looking for a lot with the contracting situation we have to do. I really want to see continuity just in the fact that I don't think this Ernie Grunfield thing is going anywhere right now. I think we're stuck with him. For whatever reason, Ted has, has kept the guy for a really long time, and I really just hope that we have a decent base so that even if we think about getting that superstar player, that we have something that can last, you know, if something does happen. Um that's really what I want to see continuity um in any moves they make. I just want to see them make, you know, something smart and something that's going to be good for a franchise going forward.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I'm personally I've been on the fire Ernie gun grunfield tr- uh train for a while. But I think, I don't know, I'm starting to take a couple steps back where it's Ernie has, he hasn't been the worst GM out there, where John Wall, it was an obvious pick to pick up John Wall. Bradley Beal, I mean, it seemed like a pretty good pick at first, but nobody was ever truly certain about what Bradley Beal was going to be coming out of Florida. Otto Porter, yeah, Otto Porter is a really good player. They did sign him. Ernie Grunfo made the mistake of signing him to that terrible contract, but he was able to get Otto off the contract and bring in players like Jabari Parker and um, Bobby Portis, who have produced a lot more than Otto Porter has. Uh, Kelly Oubre was a good player. We weren't going to re-sign him this summer just because of our contract already. He was able to trade him for a veteran in Trevor Ariza. So I think Ernie Grumfold has made moves that I believe are been good for the Wizards this season and making them competitive. And I think that if we give him another season, let him go ahead if we're going to be in the lottery, this is a stacked class. You really can't miss in this uh, lottery class. And if we make the playoffs, that's even even better. For me, I think uh, Boogie would be the ideal uh, player to come to the Wizards. As that center, I've been saying it for at least, what, four or five years now, that I believe he's one of the best centers in the league. The fact that he can stretch the floor, the fact that he's a great defender. Thomas Bryant, I love him as a center. He's just undersized. Going against Cat yesterday, you could just tell that he's he's a truly he's a center, but he really should be playing power forward. Mm-hmm. If you can find a lineup where you get Boogie at that five, have uh, have Thomas Bryant at the four, you are able to maybe work out something with uh, Troy Troy Brown if he's able to develop at, at the three. Bradley be at the two. Make sure you resign Saddle at the one. There's so many different lineups you can play yeah. with that I think. The Wizards should be fine going forward if they're able to pick up a superstar. And we saw Bradley Beal said he was recruiting over the summer that this uh, over the All Star break mm-hmm. that he was recruiting players were, wanted to know what was going on in D.C. So I think it's definitely a real possibility that we can get uh, we can get a superstar this summer. But I want to talk about the free agents on the Wizards specifically. We have Satoransky that's going to be a free agent. Thomas Bryant uh Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker, they can decline the option but go ahead and give them a real contract. Out of those players, who do you want to see back? Is there anybody that you're like, okay, I'm ready to move on for? And is there somebody
1: that you certainly need back? Um two players that I absolutely want back is Sadaransky and Bobby Portis. Um they have been really just playing their best basketball. I mean Bobby Portis getting I mean basically flip Auto Porter for Bobby Porter's and Jabari Parker. I think that's a win on the Wishes book. Um, you know, Definitely. Uh, getting those two players is really what we needed. We got a two-for-one offer. I mean, they're two young, good players that are hungry, and we should probably bring out of that list, I can see us bringing three out of those four players back. Not only, um, <clears throat> only two I'm not certain on um, coming back, I guess, would be Jabari Parker and Thomas Bryant simply because I think we do Make a splash in free agency. Maybe get a bigger center, a better center than Thomas Bryant. If we keep him, like you said, we move him to power forward. Jabari Parker. If we do bring him back, obviously the twenty million dollar thing is not gonna. It's not gonna work. He's gonna have to want to come back on a different kind of contract. I think he can really play a key role if he does come back, and maybe that's a selling point that he could really be a staple on a deep, uh, contending playoff team. I would like to see us really bring them all back, but if we don't, um, maybe a two out of four, half of them, maybe three out of four, but definitely Sadaransky and Bobby Porter are coming back.
0: Yeah, I think those would be the two uh, main guys. I didn't add in the veterans, Trevor Reza and Jeff Green, so your thoughts on them. Do you think that we would be able to uh, sign them
1: back on a veterans minimum, or would you like to see them go? I think Trevor Reza is going to L.A. personally. Um, I think that's something that should have been happening. It is kind of, you know, the ships didn't fall in the right places for him to do that, but he's definitely going to go there. Um, Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff's coming back. That's all I got to say on that, really. <laughs> Uncle Jeff, he, he's coming back. He I feel like at this point in his career, he knows his role. He's playing where he played college ball. This is – in his way, this is home, I feel like, for him. So, I definitely think he's going to come back.
0: I I agree with that. I mean, with well, actually, with Trevor Ariza, there's been reports that he said he wants to end his career in D.C., uh, Uncle Jeff, I do believe that he's going to come back. I was, we talked about the center with uh, maybe getting Boogie Cousins, Thomas Bryant. I do believe because the Wizards traded for him, made sure that he stayed in the league that he will be back. Dwight Howard has a player option; is definitely going to opt in. What do we do if we have now Dwight Howard if we somehow try to get Boogie and then on top of that we have Thomas Bryant? Is there some? Do we go go ahead and say you know what? Thomas Bryant, we thank you for everything that you've done, but leave. And we rock out with one more year of Dwight Howard. Or what's going on? Or do we just not recruit the center
1: position for the summer? See, it's tricky because if there's an upgrade available, you obviously want the team to take the upgrade. But Dwight Howard is a center that did just have a double-double season once again, which is, in this day and age, it's great for a center to be able to do that. Um, Dwight Howard is the kind of guy, of course, in the old NBA – so the pre staff NBA, he was a dominant player. But with the game stretched out as far as it is now, Dwight Howard is really a clog in the middle. Of course, like I said, you want to upgrade. But if we are left with Dwight Howard, I feel like you have to you have to bring back Thomas Bryant. I think Thomas Bryant in any case stays on the team. Even if we do recruit a new center, let's say we do get boogie or even, you know, any uh any center on the market. I think that all three of them end up coming back. Um, Dwight Howard, maybe, I mean, maybe try to move him or something like that, but I, I really don't see that happening. I think they all come back and they all, uh, <clears throat> Dwight Howard, if there's a better center in front of him, he has to learn to be a backup or just try to split time or something like that. But I definitely think that this is a spot at four for Thomas Bryant, and he will be fine in that spot.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with, uh, I agree with that. Looking at it now, with, if Dwight Howard is able to get healthy, play out the rest of the season for these last 20-something games, which is a possibility that he might, we sneak into the playoffs. I think that center position is is pretty stacked at this point with having Dwight Howard as your starter and Thomas Bryant coming off the bench with the, uh, as your energy guy. If we're able to get Bobby Portis, I think going into free agency, Chris Middleton and Vucevic are probably our two top targets to like fill out that 3-4 like, four, four type of uh, role for the Wizards that talking we've talked about the contracts i want to get into coaching obviously we know that scott brooks was brought in mainly to recruit kevin durant he wasn't successful the first time around getting kevin durant and we've been stuck with him he hasn't been uh the best coach do you think that he deserves another season or is it
1: time to just scrap this whole project and move on from him i definitely think that the, so- the scott brooks uh excuse me the scott brooks experiment was something more on the lines of we were trying to get a guy to really match what John Wall had and maybe match or try to recreate uh, KD and Russell Westbrook or maybe a Russell Westbrook and Harden scenario where they were able to really coexist and be those guys. Um, the thing is about that, that there were three future MVPs playing together, and we have... Of course, we have two all stars. I don't know if they're going to be future MVPs anytime uh, soon. MVPs anytime soon. So the system that Scott Brooks is trying to do it doesn't necessarily work for the Wizards fundamentally, and the kind of coach he is. I just you know it's time for it's time to move on. Now where we move on, um, Mark Jackson. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't want to say that's who him, I thought we should have
0: hired the first time.
1: I think it should definitely be Mark Jackson. Um, now see the system he was implementing with the Warriors a little bit better of a system we can move away from this post and pick and roll oriented kind of stuff and trying to force these ISOs and stuff like that. We can really get into some ball movement and three point shooting and be a young team. Stuff like that. We're moving to the young side of course. But hey, I definitely think Mark Jackson is the guy we go after. Um I would love to see Mark Jackson as a coach personally. I mean, I think it would just be great.
0: Yeah, I agree there. I think Mark Jackson would be great, but I don't know. Recently, I've been I I wanted to just have continuity and or in our organizations. I think with talking about the Redskins, I I've been saying that I think Gruden should get another year, and I think the same thing with the Wizards. Scott Brooks, this is this, I don't think this year is really fair to judge him on whether what he's been able to do with his coaching. If we were to run through everybody that's been through the Wizards team this year we would be here for another 20 minutes just (laughs) because we started the year Our starting five this year was uh, at the beginning of the year was John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, Marquise Morris, and Dwight Howard. Howard. Otto Porter is now a Chicago Bull. Marquise Morris is now uh, Oklahoma, is now on the Oklahoma city thunder. Uh, John Wall is hurt done for the season and Dwight Howard has not played this season. Our sixth man of the year in Kelly Oubre got traded and is now on the Phoenix sun. So basically our core lineup going into the year is completely different. And the fact that Scott Brooks is able to even keep us in to, contention to make the playoffs, I think that's a positive in his case. I, he has all next – I think we should give him all this summer, get the recruits. John Wall should be back at the all-star break. That's when he, we can give him a fair analysis next year on whether he should be extended or if it's time to move on. But I think one more year for um, – one more year for – Scott Brooks, it should, should be given to him. I don't think we should really be calling for it because who could have guessed that this situation um, that this situation would happen. You touched on earlier with Bradley Beal now because John Wall's out. It, it's his team. When John Wall comes back, is this still going to be Bradley Beal's team or is John Wall going to take over that role? Because you, you need to know who your alpha dog is, who's going to be taking
1: that last shot,
0: who's,
1: who, who's going to be his leader on the Wizards next year. I definitely think John Wall being out for this period of time is one of uh, maybe over them to the reality that, especially if they do make the playoffs without him, that this is very much a team that Bradley Bill can lead and win by. And I think when he comes back personally, I think he adopts it. Now we, we know John Wall is kind of a, uh, he's alpha confronting (laughs) kind of guy to say the least. Uh, He's a very alpha dog kind of person. That's That's the dog in John Wall. That's why he's in the NBA and he's a great player that he is. I definitely think that they fall through the same thing that – excuse me, them being John Wall and Bradley Beal fall to the same type of stereotypical scenario that you see uh, happen in so much NBA history, two stars really getting together, two young budding stars that they feel like, okay, maybe along the lines I should take this shot – he should take the shot. All right, why is he getting the shot over me? Oh, they, you know, Bradley Bill. uh well, they pick the narrative that they hate each other. Um, I definitely, you know, it's definitely something that's just. It was, on court. It was evident that it wasn't true, and it was one of those things that the media does try to stir something up, try to get drama. And I'm glad that they put the rest. Um, Mike, uh, I know you know. You saw, um, when Bradley Bill was getting the All-Star jersey, he had. John Wall out there with him um you know and on record these guys have said that they do enjoy playing with each other they don't know why they do this yep. but I definitely think that John Wall buys into the system the Bradley Bill system the Bradley Bill led system when he comes back and think for them being a tandem if they want to keep being the tandem that they can be which is I feel like the best best court best backcourt in basketball when they both want to be um i definitely think that for the benefit of both of them and for the benefit of the team that they both buy into this and they try to go get a ring. Cause they've been putting in so much work in DC. I feel like they want to see this fleshed out.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree there. We saw John uh, Bradley Beal over the all-star break, talk to Chris Haynes and say that, look, if the Wizards want me here for the rest of my career, I'm staying here. I like to be loyal. I'm not leaving. I don't want to request a trade or anything. And he said, he's going to do that. John Wall has been hurt the past couple of years and it's now Bradley Beal's team. John Wall has to accept that. We've seen it in Oklahoma City Thunder where Russell Westbrook was the player there for a couple of years, but it's shown that PG is the better player and PG should be the ones that that is taking the last shot. And it's worked out perfectly for Oklahoma City. They are now number three in the Western Conference. And I think you could see a lot of parallels there with uh, the Washington Wizards where Bradley Beal now has come out as the better player. I still believe that if I was... Going to head and start a team when everybody was completely healthy. I personally would still want John Wall just because I love what he does on both ends of the floor and getting everybody involved. And Bradley Beal kind of had the turnover problem, but for where John Wall is right now with injuries and stuff, this is Bradley Beal's Bradley Beal's team, and I think it's it's not it's good not going to be close. But I do, do totally believe that John Wall is going to buy into that system. But finally, before we uh, wrap it up and get. Our predictions on what's going to happen for the rest of the season. If not, uh, what's going to happen in the draft. Do you think that the front office should go ahead and just blow it up, uh, go into complete tank mode for uh, next season since John Wall's going to be out to the All-Star break? They decline Jabari Parker's offer uh, uh, offer sheet. They send Bradley Buell away. They try to get away, um, get uh, Dwight Howard off the books and just let everybody go and Just be like, you know what, this season is for a complete rebuild. We'll get the number one pick in the draft. John Wall doesn't have to play this season, and they start fresh.
1: I definitely think that you have to, and you mentioned it earlier, continuity should be one of the biggest things that the Wizards should focus on. And Okay, there's been a lot of let's fire this guy, let's fire that guy, let's make big moves, but big moves come with a price. The process was something that was an actual process there was a, uh, if I can remember, there was a Twitter account that said, did the Sixers win today? And for maybe, I think, two months straight, said no. It felt like uh, it was one (laughs) of those things where it was just a running joke and it was like, damn, these dudes really do suck. Eventually, the young players start to get older, they get better. Now, do you want to wait five years for that, or do you want to try to make this work? Um, I definitely think that a lot of people would choose the, let's just blow it all up, but they don't realize that there's consequences to this, and if you lose some of these key players, like, if you get rid of guys, um, if you don't bring back Bobby Portis, you let Saddle walk, if you let Thomas Bryant walk, which really the energy had was the energy of that team for a bad stretch, like, for a long stretch, I should say. Um, You know, we don't have these guys that can really just fill in and be playoff guys. Like, it's one thing to have a team of stars and nothing else with it, but those teams don't win. You have to have a great base under them. Some of the best teams make the best runs. And they don't necessarily have the best players. They don't have the superstar-type players. I definitely think that what you have to do is focus on cleaning up the mess that happened, the little the little bit of mess that is this season. You get back on the playoff streak. You get back on really being a solid team in the East. And from there it goes. But I definitely think you have to stay together. That's, that's where
0: I'm coming from with uh, this – with the Wizards right now, it's going to be, you keep this core together. You make sure, I think number one for me, John Wan Bradley, Beal are going to be there after that. Make sure Sato is there. He's a great player. He knows exactly the right way to play. He could fill in different roles at shooting point guard to small forward. Basically make sure you bring everybody back, keep the continuity, try to get another all-star. If you can't build through the draft and just see if this is going to work because you don't want another superstar team to go ahead and run the East for the next eight years. We, with LeBron leaving, the East is still wide open. Yeah. Uh, go. Uh, the Bucks are going to be there. The Sixers are going to be there. The Raptors are going to be there. The Celtics are going to be there, but there, there's a lot of room. There's still another four slots there. If you could find a way to get another superstar, maybe take a superstar from the Bucks and Chris Middleton and go ahead and an all-star, let me say, and go ahead and hurt them in that way you could find yourself in that one through four range again. So let's, let's try to make this work. Let's be the widgets that we know we've seen for the past couple of years. Yes. The faces are leaving with the Marquise Morris and the Gortats, but it'll be fine. I think we're going to be totally fine. But before we end off Micah, I want to get your prediction. We're fans, but we also have to be straight and understand where exactly our team is. So, Right now, the Wizards are three games out of the eighth slot and making the playoffs. Do you see them making the playoffs?
1: So I do see the Wizards making the playoffs. Um, now, after, for a while this season, I really didn't really think that the Wizards had them to make the playoffs. Was, you know, there was a couple of runs here and there where I felt like, okay, maybe they're getting back on track. But there's one consistent thing, and it's that this team has been very inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> It's the one thing that you know they've had their ups and they really had their downs, but at the end of the day, I do really think that the Wishes make it into the playoffs, a seed at the best, at the worst, and I don't, of course. Um, I think the Wishes could pull it together. One of the weirdest things, you know, I feel like it's part of, even then saying that it's part of the rut that we're in. That middle of the pack kind of thing. Um, we'll make it in. We're one of the I feel like we're one of the best 16 teams still in the NBA, which is crazy to think about. Maybe like a month ago, I probably wouldn't have said the same thing. But I definitely think we get in. Uh, We don't make noise in the playoffs. I don't see us making noise. It'll probably be a first-round exit, if anything. But I definitely think we get in, and it just paves the way for what's coming next.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. This may be, unfortunately, us having our bias, but I see it too. With the winter schedule coming up, they have – the teams that are ahead of them and are going to be going head to head against them to go ahead and gain full games, not half games, but full games coming up. They have the Mavericks who are in the Western conference. Luka Doncic is a great player, but that should be a winnable game. The Hornets who are ahead of them right now, they could get a game on the Hornets, the Timberwolves who they just beat the Kings who are a fun team, but that's a game you have to win. If you want to make the playoffs, the magic who are ahead of them and the Hornets again. So they have a lot of opportunities there to gain a couple of games on uh, teams that are ahead of them. And if they can, if they can do that, then this is a team that will make the playoffs, get that eight seed, they'll lose to the Bucks, But you have some optimism there. We were the eight seed, uh, we were the eight seed this year. It didn't look like anything was going to come out of it, but we we're able to make the playoffs. We're already in a spot where we're not getting a top five pick because teams are so much uh, worse than us. So why not go ahead and try to make the playoffs? I don't know. That's that's, that's just how, how I see it. And I think you agree uh, with that, Micah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. definitely think... Oh, no, no, no. no, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, I definitely think that the Wizards are a team that can clean up the messes so well, even when they're so bad, that we're just always going... I mean, at this point, we work this franchise... We got this franchise to the point where we're always going to be in the middle of the pack. I don't think we're ever going to drop off, as long as John Wall and Bradley Bill here, to that status where status to where we had to draft them. We're, we're one of the worst teams in the league. I definitely don't think that we're a championship team in the next maybe two seasons. But if you keep this core together and you actually go through the steps to actually get there, I don't even think we could be a championship team in the future if this team and this core stays together. Yeah. I, I, I
0: definitely agree with that. And with that, that's going to do it for this DC family podcast. DC is always rising and always will be rising. We're going to have more uh, DMV podcasts coming. We should have a Redskins podcast, I believe, Michael, within the next week or two talking about post-Combine stuff. There's been a lot of Josh Rosen and Antonio Brown conversations, so we'll get into the Redskins. Uh, maybe we'll do a little bit, some gnats before the season starts. And Capitals' playoff push is coming soon. So we'll definitely get into all everything DC sports. But for Mike, for Micah, we'll see you guys on Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Micah Micah Podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. You can follow me at Mike 74 You can follow Micah at The Micah. And you can follow LQ at LQ300 underscore. You can also follow our Twitter page at LE underscore underscore sports. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.